0: How many of you guys enjoyed Pastor Mark's message last week? Come on. Uh, I had faith that he would bring something that will totally, totally inspire us. So today we are closing off our movement series. Uh, and, and like we've been saying this past five weeks, this is week six, these past five weeks that faith gets us moving. And, and I believe that, how many of you guys have heard, you know, everybody's got Christianese, they have friends that can speak a language we don't fully understand. And what we want us to become is people that don't just speak it, but do it. We want to move in spite of what is happening around us. And no matter how big the the mountain is in front of us or how small our faith we think might be, we still get to move. And in our moving, we see Jesus do amazing things. And that is what we're going to discover in today's experience. So if you have your Bible, can I please ask you to turn with me to Mark chapter 2. We are going to... Read an experience about A few guys How many of you guys have friends? If you don't have friends um, Come speak to me after the service I would love to be your friend So um, How many of you guys have friends That encourage you on? How many of you are those friends That encourage people on? How many of you guys have friends That you know That just drag you along? Or that you have to drag. None of them are bad. You aren't bad. Because what we're going to see today is that sometimes when we don't have faith, someone else's faith, that will carry us through. So, tell me, Mark chapter 2, we're going to be in verse 1. We're going to be reading um, the first 12 verses. And this is Mark's account, because it happens in Matthew, and Luke is recorded as well. But I love Mark's account of it, and it says this. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached The word to them. How many of you guys have ever felt that welcomed in your own place? You know, come home and everybody just flogs to your house. Hey? Anybody? Who doesn't stay with their parents, like in the area of their parents? How many of you guys, when you go, like, uh, uh, I know because we stay so far from our parents, when we go back, there's always people. And so here's an account of Jesus Coming back to a place, people hear about him, and all they want to do is spend time with him. And so he does what he does best. He starts preaching to them. But then in verse 3, this is what happens. Some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd... They made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was laying on. Any of you had a geezer break in the past year? How many of you guys were very happy about that? Now imagine people you don't know coming through your roof, not to steal anything, but to be a part of who you are. I mean, like, come on, guys. In this day and age, we call it Zoom, you know? So... And verse 5 is the thing that really grabs us. When Jesus saw their faith, come on, say it, whose faith? Come on, no, 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 no. I believe there's faith here, so whose faith? Our faith. When Jesus saw their faith, not what they did, their faith. He said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. And then you always have these people. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves. Some of us need to get out of our heads. Sometimes we try to think about things too much. All we need to do is just trust Jesus. And he goes, some of them were thinking to themselves, why does this fellow... They came to see Jesus, but then their response is this guy. How many of you guys got that guy? (laughs) This guy. He's the one that says all the funny things. This guy does all the crazy things. Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit. What they were thinking in their hearts. And He said to them, Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say to this paralyzed man, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Get up, take your mat and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So I will say this in whatever language you can understand he was here, you go, stand up, look. How many of you guys have been listening to the radio in the morning? KFM had this whole thing where you had to take posh phrases and turn them into local language. I don't know, like if Jesus was among us, what would he say? No. <laughs> I'm just saying, guys, my wife needs summer to come. And so verse 11, Jesus says, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. And verse 12, he got up, took his mat, and this is the thing that grabs me, and walked out in full view of all of them. This amazed everyone. But it doesn't stop there. And they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. I want to close off our series with this last title. It's bigger than me. Can we pray? Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you for faith. We get that faith because of what you did on the cross. We are grateful for who you are and we pray, do in us what only you can do. Take this text and encourage us through it. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, how many of you guys have dinner or eat at a table? Now, now guys, there's no judgment here. Okay, so, so I'm talking to the right crowd. How many of you have dinner or eat something on the couch? There we go, I'm speaking to real people. Yay, this is the church. So, um, in our house, it is an unwritten rule. If we are eating something, that you aren't the first person to get up. That, and like I don't care if you are going to go and get yourself something to drink, a cloth to wipe your hands, or to go put your plate down. Everybody knows, don't move first. Why? Because the first person that moves gets all the orders. Hey, I don't know if it's like that in your house. That's what happens in my house. Like my kids will wait until someone moves. And there's always one that is not paying attention. Like guys, by the time my plate gets to the kitchen, it's clean. I mean, I've licked it clean. The bones are white. I mean, I'm waiting. Someone just get up, man. And so no matter what happens, it's like one kid is like, and, and sometimes we make this food really spicy so that one kid will get up to go and get something. And we're like, oh, just, just take my bowl. And then you'll hear, oh, can I get juice, some milk, ice cream? How's about like a million bucks? You know, we all place our orders. And what usually starts with something for yourself, ends up being something you do for more than yourself. Whether, like in my illustration, whether it is forced on you, or whether you don't realize it at all, whatever you are stepping out in faith, you are stepping out in faith normally for, Lord, I need this, I'm trusting you for this, I will need breakthrough in this area, but what we never understand is that it's bigger than me, because God doesn't give you a drop, He gives you a bucket. And how many of you guys have ever been thrown with a, water, a bucket filled with water, uh, not picked up and thrown with the bucket, but had a bucket of water thrown at you? How many of you guys know the water doesn't just, like, slide down <laughs> nicely, not messing anywhere else? It splashes. It splashes. And whoever's closest to you is going to get wet as well. And this is why it's bigger than you. Have you ever tried changing a lifestyle? I'm going to eat better. I'm going to go to gym. And and you do it for yourself. But after a week, you realize, hey... The wife is not just cooking healthy for you. She's cooking healthy for the entire family. You aren't just going out for runs and going to the gym by yourself. Now we're organizing park runs, hikes, after-school activities. You see, what you do affects those around you. And what we need to understand is that is how God created everything for as he goes, Abraham... The nations will be blessed because of you. So as you step out in faith, guys, God is going to do what He's going to do. And when He blesses you, people around you are going to experience it as well. Now, I know some of you will have different stories um, reading. How many of you guys like reading? I I told you I didn't like reading. I went to go sit with Allison's family once. All they spoke about was books. I told them the last book I read was Richie Rich. For those who are my age, it's a comic, a graphic novel. And and so what? it, It created a culture of reading. You could learn an instrument. You could want to dance. But whatever you do, it has a snowball effect. And as we have a look at this experience... Now, remember, we're talking about experiences because these people experienced something in the Bible. They experienced an encounter with Jesus. And in this specific text, in Mark, it's really interesting. Because they don't say who had faith. Yeah? They, they don't say it was the guy's faith that got his friends to climb the roof. It doesn't say it was their faith that got them to dig through the roof. All it said was, have a look at this, when God saw them and he saw their faith. How many of you guys know there are only two things that amazes Jesus in the entire Bible? Great faith and lack of it. No good deed, nothing else. Faith. Makes Jesus go, wow. Now, can you imagine Jesus sitting there chatting to everybody and hear these blokes come down and his words are, oh, wow. I didn't think of that. But when he saw their faith, he healed the guy on the mat. I don't know what kind of faith. The guy on the mat had. But I want you to see that wasn't the focus. God wanted to just show you that I don't know what was happening in that room. But when those friends lowered a friend, faith entered the room. You can be sitting here right now and you could be faithless I'm telling you, take a look around. Take a look around. Just look at someone. Look at someone. Faith is in this room. And that is what amazed Jesus, because when he saw their faith, he healed the man. The focus was faith. Let me try something here quickly. I told you to look at someone. But quickly look down the road. Look behind you. Can you spot four people with faith? How many of you spotted four people? I would have been happy if you had stopped at three. Because someone down your line is looking at you and saying, you one of the four. You might not think you have faith, but think about this. When you are faithless, have you not received a call from someone to pray with you? Have you not had your kid come to you and go, hey, can you pray with me? Can you trust with me? You are carriers of faith. Faith doesn't mean it needs to be big. doesn't mean you have to do big things. It means do the simple. And when you look down the line, there is faith in this room. It is way bigger than what you think it is. Faith is bigger than you. Your faith is bigger than you. Your movement is bigger than what you think. And all it takes is one decision. These guys made a decision that they were going to get their friend to Jesus. Have you guys ever done that? No matter what happens, no matter the weather... I'm going to do this, no matter what I look like. How many of you guys have ever had that, it doesn't matter, I am doing this, like jumping off a cliff into water? I have to, while while I was preaching, it's like in my mind, it's like, Lord, may I always finish that sentence with jumping off a cliff into water. <laughs> I, I shared this story once, Alison and myself, we were here on our honeymoon, and we did, now, now we're, not, we're not local Cape Town people, so we did what most tourists do. We go to Canal Walk. The guys, it needs to be in the brochure. Don't go to these places on certain days. So one evening we go to Canal Walk. I can't remember the evening, but you remember where I'm going with this, you know? And we we were walking past the food court, and um, you, all of a sudden there's this commotion to the left of the food court, and I'm like, oh baby, we gotta run. We're gonna die. But all of a sudden, there's cameras, lights, and an entourage. And girls, I I think it was girls, could be guys as well, screaming their heads off. Like, it was crazy. And I go, what's going on there? And they say, there's this artist, I shall not mention names, that is walking in Canal Walk. And I'm like, oh, really? Baby, we need to stay. And, And so this guy walks with his entourage and the crowd... And they go up, you know at the bottom, next to McDonald's, they've got the escalators. It goes up to the first floor where the food is, the other food, and he goes up. And now these crowds are trying to get to him. Some of them ran to the top to come around him. And I go, I'm going to check this out, but I'm going to do it, babes. And she goes, oh my gosh, he said he's going to do it. And so I do, I chase this guy down, but I run up the escalator that's coming down. <laughs> Now, now, as you can see, I'm not built for that. And, and so, dude, these little legs are working, man. And I take my camera. I had one of these old Apple wasn't out there at Ericsson's, man. And I'm running up this thing. <sighs> oh, it is you. Okay, we can go now. And, but I made a decision that I'm going to go up these escalators. I'm going to see for myself what the commotion's all about. Because it all comes down to a decision. Faith takes one decision, whether I'm going to trust or whether I'm not going to. In the book of Joshua, the last chapter, Joshua's chatting. He is the leader of the the entire Israelite nation. And he stands before them. God has given them the land they have fought, they have overcome, they've experienced things. And he goes, it's time to settle. But then he tells them this. Joshua 24 verse 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. And he gives them options. How many of you guys, who has a set thing that they go to when you guys go to a specific restaurant? My kids, uh, they need to know when we go to like McDonald's, I know exactly what they want. Because if there's too much to choose from, we never leave. And we always end up hungry. But here, Joshua gives them options. He goes, Whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates, these are the guys in Egypt, or the gods of the Amorites in whose lands you are living now, choose. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's bigger than you. The choice you make is bigger than you. He makes a choice for his family, it's bigger than him. We need to make a choice to step out in faith because whatever we step out with affects those around us. Make a decision. Don't have options. He goes, have a look at what happened in Egypt. What did God bring you out? Make a choice. Look at what we have just overcome and look what God has given us. Make your choice. But I'm telling you, you're all grown up. I tell my kids like, oh, dad, do I have to pick up the poop? Hey, yes, you do. (laughs) Am I allowed to say poop on stage? Yes. There's other things I can't say. Hey, it's too late. The guys upstairs, they're sitting with a mute button. (laughs) We've got to make a choice. What are we going to do? What is your faith all going to carry? Are you going to choose to trust Jesus, whether it looks good or not? How many of you guys know they battled, they failed. They had to go back, they had to fight. They saw loss, they got wiped out, they strengthened again. All up until this point, and what does Joshua say? Choose. Make a decision. What do you want to teach your family? What do you want to teach your spouse? What do you want your kids to experience? Make a decision. Do you guys have non negotiables? Hey, like non negotiable. This is not negotiable. I had a friend whose family dictated who they dated based on the, the, the team they supported for rugby. Can you imagine the color scheme in that house? That would not work. here. Yeah, it's a non-negotiable. What's a non-negotiable in your life? My kids, they wake up, it's like, oh, I'm not in the mood for church. That's okay. You don't have to be in the mood for church because church is in the mood for you. The next time you open your eyes, like, why am I in my PJs at church? Church was waiting for you. It's a non-negotiable. We need to make certain things in our lives non-negotiable. How we serve Jesus should be non-negotiable. He's everything. How we worship Him, He gets everything. Everything. Weather shouldn't negotiate whether or not you come to church. Some of us need to experience this awesome fresh air in Cape Town. Guys, in Secunda, you see what you breathe in. Certain kids glow because of the rain. Yeah, it's refreshing. My wife's not white. It's the acid rain. It's like, sh- no, I'm just joking. I love you. We need to have non negotiables, it's bigger than you, all it takes is a t- decision. And then something we need to understand is don't let it stop you. What is your it that you are facing at this moment? You know, oh in our faith journey, how many of you guys have had that flip it's hard? How come it hasn't changed? Why is it always have you guys had an it? Because you know we always look at Bible passages and go it's the Pharisees. The Pharisees stopped. The Pharisees held it. But in this case we didn't even get to the Pharisees yet. The Pharisees didn't even know what was going on at this moment. And You know I, I always sit and I think it's like, what is going on in Jesus' mind as these guys are plotting this? You know, he's chatting to people and he he knows everything and he's sitting there and all of a sudden he goes, oh, something good's about to happen. I wish I had popcorn for this. It's like, do I look up now and have them look up with me or do I wait? You know, I, I always think like that. But what is your it? You see, These friends had to carry a friend. It could have been long. I don't know how much he weighed, and I don't know how strong they were, but it was tough. Then they get, and there's a crowd we can't get in. It seems impossible. What is your it? When people are standing in your way, do you give up? Or is it just something else I can build my faith muscle with? So they go, let's go upstairs. It is a climb. We didn't plan this. And then it's the roof, and they go, it's just one thing after the other. Don't let it stop you. Because let me tell you this, on the other side of your head is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence Of things not seen. For those who don't know, that's Hebrews 11, verse 1. Faith. No matter what I face, no matter what I see, no matter what I hear, no matter what I feel, I will trust God always. Don't let it stop you. Because on the other side of it is everything you've been waiting for. Sometimes you might only get one and you'd have to go again and go again and go again. But don't let it stop you. And then the last thing I want you guys to know. Ah, Sorry. I was, thinking, I was in my own head over there. Um, throughout the series, I've been coming up with these really Pastoral sayings. I couldn't find one for this one. And and I think it's okay. But I, I I was reading this passage, and something that jumped out of me is this series is all about movement. Because we can have faith to encounter Jesus. And we will, but what are you going to do once you have encountered him? Don't forget to move. That is the last thing I want you to take away from this series, is don't forget to move. Have a look in Mark 2, verse 11 to 12. Jesus looks at the friends, he looks at the guy and he goes, he chats to the The Pharisees and to everybody in there, but he goes, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. These guys heard about Jesus, and faith was stirred. How many of you guys have been excited about something? Like, who gets excited about a new pair of shoes? Oh, man, you must feel these shoes. Make you feel like you're walking on air. Dude, guys, if you want, if you want to excite me, tell me about something new that I can eat, guys. It's like our friends, Pastor Mark and Cheryl, every evening ended with ice cream. Holy moly, I've been fasting for this past week. Just so that you know we can we can live. But they got excited. It's like, hey, Milo, where can we get ice cream? And we told them about the creamery. And we were explaining, and they got excited, and they're like, What excites you? Hey? Like a new car, a new bicycle, a new what else is there? Who plays golf? Wow, we got that church. Yes. Like, guys, there's a new gym opening. <laughs> wow, my kind of people. Guys, free barbecue down the road. Yeah. <laughs> when they heard about Jesus, faith got stirred. The word says if you read in the Bible, faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. What does John 1-1 tell us? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So when they heard Jesus, they heard the Word, and faith, sorry, there it all rhymes, and faith got stirred. Come on, you can't get it any better than that, it's not in my notes. Come on, we got those cheese phrases, there we go. They heard the Word, and their faith got stirred. There it is. Coin that one. When they heard that Jesus was near, something built up built up inside of them. And they said, you know what? Let's go. Faith. Let's go. When Jesus told them to do something. It literally changed the room. They did whatever they could to get in his presence. But then Jesus asked him to do something really simple. And in few, full view of them all, he got up. Took his mat and went home. Anticlimax, if you think. If it was in a movie... They would have played this really motivational music. Like time is running out. They're digging through the roof. They're dropping him down. It's like the wind is blowing. Jesus' hair is flapping. Like the straw is everywhere. And he goes, go home. And the guy goes, okay. (laughs) And he gets up and he leaves. Because I want to leave this with you. When we hear faith comes, When we do, faith grows. When they heard about Jesus, they received faith. But when they walked out on the word that Jesus spoke to them, faith grew in that room. Because then they were amazed. And then they praised God. Because they came to hear. But they left Receiving. Everyone was waiting to see what would happen. But they praised God when he left. Check this out. This guy needed healing, but he surrounded him with people of faith. See, it's bigger than you. It affected more people than he could have ever imagined. Not only did his story affect the people in the room, but it affects our lives now as well. Imagine what something simple can do in your life. Your movement is bigger. You can have faith, but most of the time it's not going to be just about you. We are believing for this room to be filled. Who's got faith to see that? I got faith. But can I ask? It's going to take something really simple maybe. Can I ask you to take responsibility for a chair? There's enough chairs. And I'm going, hey, how's about you have faith for one chair? I'm going to invite one person. I'm going to tell one person. I'm going to bring one person and I'm going to fill that chair. If all of us do it, guys, we double in size. As simple as that. And then we go, I believe for one chair and you tell your friend, take responsibility for one chair. And it becomes a multiplication like what Jesus does. Jesus asked this guy to do something simple. Get up and go. This week... I want you to stretch your faith. Do something that you wouldn't do before and just attach faith to it. Like I said, Jesus didn't ask this guy to do cartwheels. He just told him, get up, take your mat, and go. What do you need to get up from? What do you need to pick up and leave with? could be something simple. Some of us might have to just get up and go and ask someone for forgiveness. Some of us might have to just pick up and get to work on time. I don't know. What is it that God is asking you to do? It will always be simple. Because that is how faith grows. We didn't get faith to stay on the mat and be comfortable and complacent. God gave us faith to move. Can we pray?